Hey everybody, welcome to season three of Camel City Chat. I'm John McPherson and I'm here with Lauren Desai. Lauren is the executive director, goddess, uh, um, what, what else, I mean, what other titles? Queen? Curator. Curator's another one on, I knew, I knew you had like that, but I mean, this is your baby, so I'm, I'm real excited about it, but we're here with uh, Lauren and she is the, the queen of Aperture and we're gonna hear all about Aperture over this next episode and I just wanna say thank you so much for agreeing to do this. Sure. And can you believe the weather? It's phenomenal. Uh, this breeze is really amazing. <laughs> yeah, so, well, it's, it's, it's nice. And, and I, I also kind of want to, I mean, you, you've done some cool steps that I, I think are neat with, with Aperture and how you're handling uh, the public coming in. So we'll talk about all that stuff. But let's start out with uh, question number one. Okay. Where are you from and how long have you lived in Winston-Salem? I um, was, well, I was born in Charlotte. but okay. moved here when I was six months and have been, I mean, I grew up here. Right. I left for college and a couple years after, and then I came back uh, to graduate school at Wake and have stayed since. All right. So now where did you go to uh, high school here? I went to Reynolds. Okay. You went to Reynolds. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, and then uh, college? College. I went to University of Pennsylvania. Okay. All right. Wanted to go to a lot bigger city than Winston. Okay. I understand. <laughs> but we still are the largest uh, little city in the world, right? Yeah. Right. And then... Um, so graduate school at Wake, and then you come back to Winston, and you know, I don't remember you opening Aperture up the first day you were back, so what'd you do? Uh, so I got my MBA at Wake, and right. after that I um, just got a traditional MBA job in finance right. um, with a company in Greensboro. Okay. I lived here, because right. if you're from Winston, you don't want to move to Greensboro. So I, I commuted to Greensboro from here um, for a couple years. Interesting you say that. That is that is a common thing, isn't it? I think it? it's a thing. Yeah, I think it's a thing. You know, we'll, we'll go visit your Greensboro for a nightclub occasionally yeah. or, you know, maybe do the home and home now with the baseball stadium. But, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting that people... I, it's, I think it works both ways. I, I know. I would yeah. wholeheartedly agree. Yeah. So, um, you're married. You got a couple kids. You got one kid? One kid. Okay. All right. Aperture's my second child. Huh? You're what? Oh, Aperture's, Aperture's your second, second child? child? Yes, yeah. right. Uh, I, I'm, I'll tell you honestly, uh, I've, as I told you, I've been for, to different things at Aperture and I'm, I'm really excited to learn more about it because you, you've been, how long have you been here now? It's been? Um, since 2010. Okay. All it's right. hard to do the math with the pandemic happening. Right. Like, so it's like. 11 years sometime this year, right? Yeah. And um, do you, uh, um, the next question that I always ask people is, is where's your favorite place to eat in Winston-Salem? It's hard. You can I take think... the political thing if you want to. There's so many great piece, places well, that I'm going to say. Yeah. I think I have two. Okay. Me too. Yeah. Um, You're welcome I, to say whatever you want. I think West End Cafe, just from growing up here and remembering when it was tiny and then moved. Curry and, chicken salad. Phenomenal. Um, love it. Yeah. Right? And then I love Mission Pizza a lot. Mission Pizza. I think that, that is really elevated. He does a great job. Team. He yeah. really does. And he cares. And, you know, he, he just, I think uh, what I love is, is when someone like you or like him, loves Winston. Mm -hmm. And that's why we do the show, is to introduce people that don't know. Um, I, I'd never met uh, Sheriff Kimbrough. And I've got friends that are in California that are like, man, that's a cool sheriff and, and yeah. stuff like that, just from, you know, they're friends and they, you know, they're nice enough to watch. Um, and so it's neat to learn more about who you are and why you started this and all that. And that's why we do it. So but yeah, no Mission Pizza. And, you know, I, and, and that Jeffrey Adams place next door is okay too, isn't it? Yeah. Well, he's yeah. got... He's got a whole little empire now. Yeah, he and does. All fantastic. I mean, yeah. yeah. He's yeah. a great neighbor. He's very supportive of Aperture. So, actually, Adam's going to be the next guest, oh, and we great. have breaking news on that episode. Oh, yeah? Yes, yes. Cool. So, we're going to have him on next. 
and then we've got a, another guest that we're working with to schedule for next week. And um, so the third question is, is you know, you have a daughter, uh, obviously married. So what do you guys do for fun? What's I your favorite? I have a thing? son. You have a son. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, I have the daughter. Okay. <laughs> so I don't know. Our son is almost 14, and he's definitely a teenager now and doesn't. So make, does he play video games cool. all the time? Yes, or does, he does okay. play video games. Although he does like to watch films. Okay. Just he doesn't. Appreciate. Yeah, that would be the dagger to the heart if he didn't like films, right? They're not the film. Like he doesn't appreciate the films we show quite right. yet, um, but maybe one day. Right. And so, what do you guys like to do? I mean, obviously, one is you better come to Aperture, um, and then what's another? So we love to travel. Okay. I think because I live in, you know, I grew up in Winston, and I stayed. I like to be able to go to other places too. So I, I then I would ask you the question of you, you get two here, favorite in the U.S., favorite out of the U.S. Oh goodness, um, favorite in the U.S. I guess I'm a big national park person. That was going to be one. So, uh, so I don't, I can't. Pacific Coast Highway, and then anything like Yosemite or the Tetons or stuff like that's just phenomenal. Yeah, we drove cross country last summer in the okay. middle of the pandemic and stopped at um, Yellowstone, mm -hmm. and that was quite spectacular. Right. And then what about uh, out of the country? That's really tough. I will say we just we went to Iceland this summer. How was Iceland? And the, I, Iceland was not really on my list. Like right. I, you know. But it was a really great place to go and be outside this year. Because so Iceland is green and Greenland is ice. Yeah, that's what Iceland I, was amazing. Yeah. yeah, and I've heard that, so that's really cool. And the food was really good. And Have you been to the Cinque Terre in Italy? No. Okay, that's that's. But I, mean, I want to. We we started. We binge watched Stanley Tucci's new show. Okay. On Netflix, which is all about food in Italy. Right. And, and he does a whole episode. Right. There. So we we discovered him through Rick Steves, and you know, and I was over there, and then all of a sudden, I'm, I'm like, when we got married, we we checked it out. But um, love that place. Like, if I called my wife and said, "Hey, we're going to Cinque Terre," she would start packing before I got home. Yeah, Italy's on our soon to visit. Yeah, you you will love it. Yeah, you'll love it. Um, all right, so kind of gotten that stuff out of the way. You're you're working a you know corporate job, and and then where did this love of movies come from? Because obviously you wouldn't be doing this if you didn't love it. Yeah. Um, so before, in between college and coming back here, I I went out to LA for a year, and I um, because I had had interest in film. I didn't study it in college, but I sort of was like I was going to take a year off before I well I figured things out and just moved to LA. Took some classes, worked on a, some indie films, worked in, um, had internships on studio lots, just did whatever I could do. Right. Um, and so that's really where the interest. Okay. Um, but it was really hard. I toyed with the idea of going to film school. Right. Um, but I just I couldn't make that commitment. Right. Um, yeah, I have a buddy of mine that did the lighting design at UCLA, and you know they say no one ever graduates because they hire him. He actually did graduate and, and does you know design for like corporate stuff, and it's. It's, it's such a challenging market to get into, and once you're into it, you, I mean, you work all the time. Yeah, so I kind of put that on hold, and but I, I always wanted to go back to school. Right. So getting an MBA sort of seemed like a broad thing to do, mm -hmm. and that I could maybe go in any direction. But um, when I was, uh, I got pregnant when I had my job in Greensboro, right. and after our son was born, I just didn't want to, I didn't want to do that anymore, right. and so I stayed home for a while, and then I got stir crazy, and, this is, that's not really for me. I need to figure something out. And that's, and that's the time I wrote the business plan for Aperture. So you write a business plan and then, I mean, do you do investors? You, I mean, because this is a great opportunity for people to learn about how someone got started. I mean, yeah. what, what do you do? So we, um, 
Yeah, we created an LLC. So we right. had a group of um, eight part members right. um, that helped. So that was part of it. And then I personally took out a giant loan right. to do the other part. Right. And then, um, and I, I think you're okay with this. You have the same wonderful thing that I do is you have parents to care and, and help out. And, you know, my dad is, I, I'm, I'm building some now. And he's like, oh, tell me what you need. And then you can pay me back and pay me some interest. And my, my understanding is your dad has is, is been some helpful too, right? Yeah, well, my dad's an architect. So right. um, when we were thinking about spaces, I right. mean, I knew it had to be downtown. I've right. always been about downtown. And he... Architects just have the ability to, to to tell you when you can't see what a space can be. So it was, he could draw plans for this place that was at the time an engineering firm. Right. I mean, it was not, doesn't look anything like it does now. Um, so that was great. And my parents have put over the years a lot of sweat equity into Aperture. Yeah. And we're lucky to have that. Yeah. I mean, it's honestly, it's one of those things where, um, you know, as I told you, I met your dad when... Um, uh, I was out at Louisville, and then I had a situation where I, uh, I took some bad advice and needed basically a, um, uh, an architect, and he got me help and got me out of, you know, hey, hey, I had to go before the city and get this plan done, and, um, you know, so, yeah, I, I just, I, I always love it when there's, when the, you know, someone has good parents, and so that's cool that, that you have. And, yes, very lucky. Um, but as much as your parents have, have been great, uh, you still took this huge risk. And did you ever think it would have turned out to be what it is now? Um, I think I didn't stop to think. Like I just, like once we said we were doing it, and I had the team, the LLC, mm -hmm. everything happened really fast. I mean, we were open. I think I announced in the summer of 2009, and there was like an article in the journal, and I'm standing out front, and then we were open by January of 2010. So like, the ball just kept rolling, and people were excited, and I didn't have time to stop and think about like. Ten years later, what's it going to look like? And so when you, all right, so you basically, you come in here, you have, you, as you said, investors and giant loan. You take this place, you blow it out and turn it into um, uh, some movie theaters. I mean, how many do you have now? Three or four? We have four. Okay, but yeah. back then it was just the two. Just the two, right? Yeah. And was this originally a theater at one point downtown? It was No, the theater okay. was at Stevens Center. The Stevens Center, right. Okay. And so, um, but the floor is sloped. No, it's not sloped. It's not, I always thought it was sloped backwards for some This reason. originally was Montaldo's. Okay. Downstairs, now downstairs is it sloped? Yes. Okay, that's okay, yes. that's yeah. Because um, I, I, I've seen, you know, obviously Walking Dead here. I came and saw Blue is the Warmest Color here. Yeah. Um, and seen some other stuff here and it's just, yeah, it's it's just a cool place. Yeah, we couldn't, because it's an old building, right. you know, we had to work within the parameters of right. the space and build the theaters into the space. So what was your first movie, do you remember? That we showed here? Yeah. yeah. we had three of them. It was A Town Called Panic, which was an animated, like, right. stop motion. Right. Really fun. Um, New York, I Love You, which was a series of, like, shorts about New York. Okay. Um, and then the third was An Education with Carrie right. Mulligan. Okay. And so that, the love from being in L.A., I mean... You don't just pick up the phone one day and say, hey, I'm going to own a movie theater. I mean, there's a lot of stuff to go through it. So what do you have to what do you have to do to open a movie theater? <laughs> um, that was all stuff I just learned. Right. I mean, you have to obviously I had the construction was a huge right. part. I've not, I'd never managed a construction right. um, project before. And 
then figuring out how to enter the, how to get films, right. um, how to li like the whole licensing, how the economics works, all the you know stuff for the concession, right. what to sell. I mean, right. get, getting your ABC license. I mean, there was all just I just learned it all. Right. And did it. Yeah, and now you know you're you're pro at it. All right. So we um, what, what are so during the first year, obviously, or let's just get up to you know from when you announced to to when you actually did it. What do you think, the first day, what do you think your biggest challenges were? Um, I think, I don't know back then, that there weren't as many challenges. Like, we were really lucky back then, if you remember, I mean, it was 2010, like, Facebook was free. Right. Like, we could put stuff on Facebook and everybody would see it, and we were right. able to build an audience. We, you know, from the time we announced it open, we built, we gathered email addresses, we went out there, so right. that when we opened, we had an audience that was ready, right. and we just kept growing the audience. And, and I had to do, like, I had to prove, in order to get better and better films from, you know, more studios, I had to prove, like, that we had an audience. Right. There was a time where, you know, I had to present and keep saying, no, we'll play this film, people will come, and... And now, I mean, it's 10 layers. It's, it's a different switch, isn't it, when they call and go, could you please show it, could you please show it, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So... so um, you have four theaters, and what, what's your seating capacity in them? Or the two upstairs are 80, right. and then there's a 45 and a 20, small 21. And a small 21. Okay, cool. So you've got we've gotten our first day. We've shown our first film. Were you pleased with that initial turnout and, and things like that? And yeah, there were definitely kinks, of course, right. like figuring popcorn machine didn't work or something and, like that. Yeah, I mean, yeah. but I think people were just ready, right? And they were patient. It's, it's just, um, it's so cool that you invested in downtown Winston like this. And, you know, uh, as I have talked about a couple times on the channel, you know, when, when we used to deliver books and magazines down here, there was Winston News over near the pawn shop that was a adult stuff. And mm -hmm. then you had um, Rainbow down there that was in the house before it moved to the big house right. and before it moved over to there. And, you know, to take a risk on downtown Winston you know, obviously at that point there had been a, already been a turn, but it wasn't like it is now. No, it's definitely, I mean, at that time, Mill and Mushroom on our block was, right. there was a Quiznos across the street. Was Noma, Noma there? Noma or, yeah, Noma might have just, there, yeah, there was an I, Indian restaurant before that, but right. yeah, I mean, but between a lot of the other stuff that you see now was not right. here. And so, I mean, that first year, I guess I will also ask kind of like, what are your challenges, you know, did what, what, just continuing to get the movies and things like that? Or? Yeah, and just to build an audience and, you know, staffing and figuring out Managing people's manage fun, isn't people. it? I mean, that's always something, yeah. but. Okay. Well, um, I want to ask, you know, a real in-depth question, but, you know, it really doesn't apply to your theater, so why is movie popcorn so expensive? <laughs> All right, folks, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll get more into what's going on with Aperture. Um, we'll be right back. Welcome back, everybody. Again, I'm John McPherson, and this is Lauren Desai with uh, Aperture, and we're talking about Aperture and Lauren and her love of Winston-Salem, of course, and, and, you know, this cool building that's right here behind us. And I appreciate, again, you, you doing this. Uh, the love of movies is something that, you know, I mean, I like, I like things, but I don't, you know, build a whole business around it. Like, I've got a buddy of mine that loves baseball cards and stuff, and he's like, you know what, I'm going to open a ball card shop, which he's doing. But, I mean, this is a huge undertaking. 
So after, you know, you're out, after year one, and, and you know, again, I still one day want to know what the, how, why the, you know, the chains charge so much for popcorn, but um, with, you know, with Aperture, do you have, like, a company that books the movies for you? Do you select the movies? How, how, do, how do the movies get here and, and, and all that? Yeah, so I, um, I'll back up to why I didn't go to film school is I right. think my, like, I think that would have precluded me from seeing the number of films, like, because I would be making just, like, one film. And I love so many different films that, so that was, like, being in the exhibition industry was a way to right. be involved, but in a different way, in the way that I really appreciate it. And is it also seen too much behind the curtain, you know, like The Wizard, and it's like, you know, this, you see too much of it and maybe not have the love as much of, of I don't know. I think it, I think that... Working on films makes you appreciate all the work that does go into all the components, all the people that work on a film, right. all the art that is in film. Um, so I'm, I'm really glad I have that, and I think it's helpful when I look at films to bring to Aperture. So I do. I'm my half of my title is ex executive director and curator because I program everything right. that we we screen. So I, if I haven't seen it, I've just done research and I've you know. Right. If someone like we'll take Stabler, if you if you've shown two or three of Stabler's films, if he's got another one coming out, you're going to show probably Stabler's films. But so you're getting. I mean, what is a week at the at your home? I mean, this has got to be crazy. Uh, I mean, like yesterday, I, I I screened a film in the afternoon. I mean, I you know I have to balance. Right. That two hours I can't be doing something else right. maybe critical. So sometimes I'll be multitasking when right. I'm watching films just because I have don't have enough time but I go to festivals so I go to Toronto and I go to Sundance right. and maybe another festival every year and, and those are opportunities to knock out like 20 to 30 films right because I mean once you're out of town you just yeah when I'm out I don't yeah. do anything else um, okay that's crazy yeah yeah I, I and, and of course everyone's like oh I'd love that job nah, after a while it probably gets a little interesting I don't yeah. know I've just that, being able to be around movies all the time yeah. I just don't know that there's for me I think it's the coolest job Right, yeah, I, 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 I wholeheartedly agree. I will ever take it for granted. So now do you, uh, so in a week, so we're, you know, we're filming today, but let's go back to Sunday. You, you know, do you, I mean, obviously you have a teenager now, and, and I've got a seven-year-old, and she's starting to not really care that I'm at the house. I'll get the, hey, Dad, and then where'd she go? So um, is, you obviously have time to do that. How many movies do you think you watch in a week? Um, it, de it depends on the week. So like I'll, and, and it depends on how far I've programmed out right. films. So like there'll become a point where I'm like, oh, I need to figure out what we're doing in October or November. And so then I'll, I, I will tend to concentrate and watch a couple at a time right. over the week. And then some weeks I might go the whole week without watching something. Okay. Um, so now then, is there a, is there a season, you know, like obviously, you know, um, you know, we've got sports have a season. Is there a season when you're really working and bearing down on on your job because that's when certain films are released, or is it an annual thing? It's all year. Okay. I mean, cinema's never closed, so we always have to be. <laughs> I'm just—you can we, see. We you, show see, over. She, you, you guys can't see my eyes. She's looking at me, and I'm like, she can see. I'm processing, like, you know, what do you do? I mean, you I mean, watch movies all the time. We show over 200 films a year. Okay. So it's a lot. So you pick. All right, so we're we're getting you know what we've just started September, right? So, 
how many films will you show this month? Um, like, tomorrow we've got six films on screen. So now, you said you have four theaters, yeah. but you're going to show six films. So we'll share them sometime. And how do you, how do you decide... This is blowing my mind, I've been doing Lauren. this for 11, like <laughs> I, you, you just learn things, you figure right. out, and also you look at how, sometimes we'll start to share films after they've played a couple weeks. Right. And so, you know, when are we open? So we were, before the pandemic, we were open every day, okay. we never closed. Holid I mean, holidays all the time. Right. Now, um, when we reopen in May, we, we're only open Wednesday through Sunday. So you're open Wednesday through Sunday, and our earliest show is probably on Sunday, right? Yeah, Saturday and Sunday we have, um, no, Sunday we have a 12 o'clock. Okay, 12 o'clock. Yeah. All right, so tonight, so Wednesday night, on a Wednesday night tonight, let's say you're open, what, let's 7? Thursday. Oh, let's see. <laughs> you're right. So, so we, ha we usually have. Cow, I'll see you tomorrow then if it's Wednesday. No. All right, so today's Thursday, so yeah. you open tonight at what time? Our, sh our first screening is usually around 5.30. We kind of don't, I mean, if typically movies, used to have like 7 and 9 p.m. Right. But we, from the beginning, we thought since we're downtown, we wanted to we wanted to work the time so that you could have dinner before or Holy after. Cow, yeah. So we kind of shifted it. So we usually have like a 5.30 or 6 and then an 8 and 8.30. So 5.30, so I get off work across the street or whatever that is. Oh, that's someone crossing. Uh, 5.30, I come in, I watch the movie, and then I can meet someone for dinner mm -hmm. usually around 7 or 7.30. Yeah, that's, that's the perfect. whole idea. Yeah. I mean, it's the idea of dinner in a movie, and that's what makes coming downtown so much more special than going right. to a theater with just a parking lot and you can't do anything else. Yeah, and, and I mean, that's when you go to a you know theater that you, you're saying just a parking lot, I mean, basically you're pulling in, you're grabbing some food, you're not talking to your friends or anything here, you're outside, we're sitting, this is your patio, right? We're sitting here, we might have gotten a drink outside, come out, I mean, inside, come out here, we're having a drink before we go in. Um, and, uh, you know, basically, um, it's an event. And what are the movies that I could see, let's say, tonight? Tonight, you can see Candyman, which is right behind you. And, um, I'm not looking at that. <laughs> uh, is it the same actor that was in the first one? No. Okay. That man scares me. Yeah. Just don't say it five times. Yeah, no, no. Um, and what was the name of the, the, that, that movie again? I'm not going to say it. That was <laughs> right. one time. All right, so um, that movie. And Coda, which is a phenomenal movie. I encourage everybody to see it. It's right. a movie. Um, Coda stands for chi child of deaf adults. Okay. So it's about a daughter whose entire family is deaf. And that's uh, starring Marley. Matlin. Yeah. I've seen some previews of that. That looks cool. It's really Because she can sing and yeah. no one knows it. Uh, and they can't hear her. Yeah. And they can't. Yes. Yeah, yeah, I saw. I, that's cool. All right. And then what else? Um, Respect, the biopic about Aretha Franklin. Aretha Franklin, right? Yes, and then a Chilean film called Emma. Emma, okay, I don't know that one. It's the same director that people will know because he's directing Spencer. Right. The Diana Spencer film with Kristen Stewart that's just got promoted. Okay. So. And for everyone listening, that looks like it's the fire, maybe the fire alarm over at uh, Cycle Bar. Uh, it doesn't look like anything's happening, but that's an yeah. alarm. So. Uh, are we okay? Yeah. No, I just asked. So, um, and I'm asking if they can still hear us. So then the next thing um, is, you know, I, I, I guess I still cannot get, I mean, so then what do you, do you call a broker and buy the films or rent the films? Do you, I mean, do you have to call the individual people? What, how do you do it? 
So there, so each film is, is distributed. So there's a distributor. So right. there's like dozens of them. Right. And, but I have what's called a booking agent. So he's my middle person between the, me getting the film and working with the distributor. So right. I'll say, we, and we have constant conversations. I'll say, I'm, I want to play this film. Right. And he'll, we'll figure out like when to play it. Um, and we work together building our calendar and then he'll negotiate with the distributor. Right. And so, I mean, you tell me how, so if I go to like the mall to go to the theater, which the mall doesn't have theater, but if I go to the mall to go to the theater, that's a, what do you call that? Because like, you know, in, in construction, you call that a big box or something like that. So, I mean, you know, you're not a mom and pop, so I wouldn't say that. So what, I mean, what's the difference between the two? And then how are you seeing, is there a, if you want to show the new Star Wars movie, do they not allow you to show it or, or what's, yeah. So I call that a multiplex. Okay, thank you. That's what and I was looking for. we um, are an art house cinema. An art house, okay. So we're, we just, an art house means like we're, we show more like indie documentary, okay. world cinema. We're more focused on the community. Right. And then what, what determines an indie? So an independent film is, is generally made outside of the studio system. And the right. studio system is the big, like, Warner Brothers, right. Sony. So it's okay. made outside of that structure that's always okay. existed. And it's financed, each film is financed differently. Right. Okay. Right. It's interesting because, you know, I, as I said, I don't know any of this stuff, and that's what I wanted to learn, and that's why I, I called you. Um, so it's 2010. You've opened up this for-profit theater. Um, but at the same time, you're, you know, you are a very caring soul. Um, and I know, I mean, it's what they say, no one cares about how much you know until they know how much you care. So I know that you know a lot because you care a lot. And so I guess the next thing would be, you've made a transition. So you, w when did this happen? Uh, so we transitioned to become a nonprofit um, in starting the beginning of 2017. Okay. So all of 2016, I had to figure out how you take something that right. already exists as an LLC and how you make that happen. And, and why would you become a nonprofit? Because um, just the economics of operating a cinema um, right. are really challenging. Okay. And personally, it was just a lot. Could you, I mean, can you make money as a, 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 an art house? It's really hard. It is, isn't it? And I, after doing this for six years, it was really a struggle. So your burnout. <laughs> You don't want to see your baby go anywhere, um, so you call in some help in a sense and are able to do what you want to do, which is, as always, has been to give back to the community. So. Um, and and along the way, most art house cinemas in the U.S. are nonprofits. Right. So we were always sort of the outlier, trying right. to be a for-profit operating in that world and not right. having access to grants and funding. And, um, okay, so now. That opens up a whole, I mean, and we're, we're going to talk about that here in a second. Um, uh, tell me the process, I guess, and then, we'll, and then we'll take a break and then come back and talk about what the nonprofit does and all that kind of stuff. The process of becoming a yeah. nonprofit? <laughs> Remember, um, we only have about three or four minutes. It, okay, it was, all, it was like a second job that, that 2016. I, I first worked with the community business law clinic at right. Wake Forest. Right. Um, just to figure out how you actually legally do that. Right. So we figured out sort of how to how to make that happen. And then it was, you know, you have to write the 1023, which is the giant application to the IRS. Right. 
um, that's like a novel. Right. Uh, and then you have to get aboard. So I was doing all that while just running Aperture. Trying to make money in the, in the theme. And figuring well. out how to fundraise, which I, you know, I never, I have no background on that, right. but it was like out of necessity. Well, you know, I mean, in 2010, you didn't know how to run a theater, so now in 2016, it's time to start something else that you didn't know how to do, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, why not? I had an, I had a goal. So when I, so the one thing when I wrote the business plan that I did not do was write an exit strategy in right. the plan. And so I think that became really stressful trying to make Aperture, like, survive and sustainable. And I hadn't thought about that. And so turning nonprofit was a way to, to make, you know, it was like the exit strategy I hadn't written in the plan, mm -hmm. how to make sure Aperture could continue on. Well, they're here to do something. So we'll take a quick break and then we'll come back in just a second and learn more about the nonprofit side of Aperture. We'll be right back with more Camel City Chat. Welcome back to Camel City Chat. We're in front of Aperture out here. It's great. Um, I might as well, I, I, yeah, there's one thing I was going to say. We're out here because we don't have to wear a mask. Um, and um, you did something, and I want to make sure that everyone knows that I don't want to be political about this. I don't want to be, I don't, we're not trying to start an argument. We're not trying to start a boycott. We're not trying to start a cheerleading festival outside. It's just a simple thing. I don't understand why people are so worked up about this. You know, the best video you can ever watch is Penn and Teller explain vaccination. Huh. Okay? I'll have to check it it's out. on YouTube. Just watch it. You will not have a problem after that. You made a decision that I am sure you have gotten some emails or different things like that about, and that decision was? To require either vaccination or a COVID negative test to come see a film at Aperture. So, uh, I didn't know the COVID negative test because we would have done that out front here with the, with the thing and then gone inside. Um, you have to go to an official. Oh, come on. I would have <laughs> let you do the test. I did it. Um, but, uh, so a COVID negative test. And um, have you gotten some people say stuff to you or no? Uh, I guess less than I thought. Right. The general response has been really great. I think people like the idea of being able to, to know they're coming to, to a place. Because we are an indoor, the whole idea of a movie theater is being with other people. If I want to come see the name behind me, yeah, I'll come do that. That's not, that's not what I mean. But I, ha I have a seven-year-old daughter, so she can't get the vaccination. So I have to be careful what I do and where I go. I flew to Chicago um, uh, a few weeks ago, and when I flew to Chicago, I actually called infectious disease and asked, is it okay for me to go? What do you guys think? And they're like, you know, wear your mask, do all this stuff, and, and that should, uh, you should be good. And of the group, everyone that went, no one got COVID. One guy did though, but you know when he got COVID? When he fell asleep on the subway in Chicago, he was a little under the weather and had his mask off. And that's got to be when he was exposed, because the rest of the time we were all wearing masks. And it's just such an important step. And I'm, I'm sorry if I offend somebody. This is what I'm doing for my family because I have a child, and that's the decision we've made. But that's a bold step. Well, I think, um, I, you know, we were shut down for 14 months. And the idea of getting, I mean, and, and it's really bad out there right now yeah. with the Delta variant. And the idea of we now have a tool in which we can avoid, or at least try to avoid shutting down again. And that is to require when people come inside that they either be tested or that they be vaccinated. I mean, that's, you know, that's out there now. And that's, and we're not the only ones doing it. There are, you know, and lots of people in town, lots of other theaters around the country. Cities have mandated it. It's, you know. And, and I, I'm going to mention somebody I think, do you know Keith Hicks? Vaguely. Yeah, so Keith, um, he and his husband are in, like, 
out of town, um, some someplace. I think Puerto Rico or something. And uh, they keep posting on Facebook. And one thing that it's like, if they go anywhere, vaccination card, temperature check. Vaccination card, temperature check. And um, you know, it's not that we're trying to take away anybody's rights. We're not trying to do any of that stuff. What we're trying to do is keep everybody healthy. Right. And so um, I'll I'll get shamed for this, but I'm I'm, I'm proud of you guys for doing it. Um, I've got mine in my pocket. I went to, I, I actually show you this because this is something that I'm actually going to get some of. And it's, uh, you know, whether you like it or not, um, it's around, but it's a card carrier. Yeah, and I just so, got a little laminated Yeah, one and it's, here. you know, it's it's nice, it's convenient, and, you know, it's... But we'll if you accept wanna, it if you take a photo. Like, I just put mine in my phone yeah. as a photo. I mean, I think the more it becomes habit, the easier, it, you know... And I saw something yesterday, I think Apple is now doing where you don't even have to travel with your driver's license anymore, that some states are accepting oh, wow. it in an Apple in your Apple wallet, which is kind of crazy. So Yeah, right. I, I don't want it. I don't want, it makes me sad that people will see it and not want to come out of principle. I mean, the whole idea of a cinema is to bring people from all different walks of life. I mean, it's one of the most affordable art forms, so, you know. Well, you said something that reminded me. So before we go to nonprofit, I got to ask, all different walks of life, how freaking awesome was Walking Dead for you? <laughs> it was good, and then it got a little too big, and I was a little nervous about it. The you thing were with nervous you were going to have zombies. Well, <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, come on. Zombies are real. Um, but no, I mean, what? A, so have you done it with any other uh, No, because show? I think... Um, there is no great way to license television, right. and we were just operating. We didn't charge admission; it was right. free. And then as the crowds got more and more, just it, it just and especially when we became nonprofit, it was it, it's not our core mission, and so we didn't want to do anything that might sort of. Well, but I mean, there's stuff I can do too, though. I mean, if I want to have a Super Bowl party here, I can rent the theater, can I? And uh, um, and then you rent it from the nonprofit, and I mean you can have like you know, uh, let's watch my. Gosh, could you imagine somebody do this? Hey everybody, it's my 15-year wedding anniversary. Let's go watch my wedding video. Oh my god, I would find. Nobody's done that yet. Yeah, I I, I might walk in front of a car just to get a limp or something so I could get out of that. That'd we have ha have had one proposal here and one wedding here. Though. Oh really? Mm -hmm. well, that's cool. Um, let's see. Um, my phone's ringing, so I got to turn that off. Let's see. Um, what about the nonprofit thing? So, how did that all happen after you become the non? Why, why would you become the nonprofit? Just access to fundraising. So, so grants. Okay. Um, to donor, you know, individual donors, to sponsors, to you know, just a whole. You know, the the economics of tickets and popcorn weren't covering all of our bills. So day one aperture for profit is how many employees, including yourself? You mean back in 2010? Day one aperture. There were um, two full-time. It was me and assistant manager and everybody else. There, there might have been eight to ten other people, all right. part-time box office. Production. All right. So then today, even after being closed down 14 months, about how many uh, people do you have that you work with at Aperture? So we're we're getting back our capacity, but we um, have three full time. Okay. And then. So you're full time. Yes. All right, and then um, you were saying Monique works with you. Yeah, so we have a, a 
like a philanthropic, she's our philanthropic right. engagement. And then so we she's the one that goes out and says, hey, John, have you thought about, you know, donating the Aperture, yeah. right? And then you, I mean, you got to have a grant writer, or is that? That's me. That's you? <laughs> and I just spent all last week writing grants. That's another skill I taught Lauren, Lauren, Lauren. <laughs> all right, so. Do you talk to your husband at all? Do you ever <laughs> see him? Okay, you know. I do. So it's like I can just be very productive. Yeah. And so you grant write while you're watching movies, while I mean, you're making. I can't multitask grant writing. <laughs> you want some Adderall? You know that's what you need to be taking. Um, so just focus. Um, but no, um, uh, that's I could never do it either because I I, I do seriously have what I, I always say ADSHD, which is attention deficit. Ooh, shiny. Um, you know, so uh, it's watching a movie, I'm either watching a movie or I'm doing something else or I'm, I'm doing both of them poorly. Just don't tell my wife I said that because she says I can't multitask okay. and I claim I can. <laughs> so you're right, so so what is a grant, like what would you write a grant for? Uh, like last week I wrote two grants. I wrote one to the American Rescue Plan funding for the Forsyth County. It was, um, you know, they got all the money from the right. rescue plan and they're granting it out. So I wrote a grant for I wrote a grant to show out their films in county parks. Okay. And then I wrote another grant to a foundation to, um, we want to launch a program where we're gonna use the pre-show times, you know, when people are sitting before them, right. to show art, to, 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 to find artists and, and promote their art on screen. On screen? Yeah. Kind of like when you would do the old, uh, here's our sponsors mm -hmm. type of So thing. we're gonna write up all that, okay. we wanna really, Use all of our time to promote art. Right. That. So we're excited about that. So that you know, wrote a grant to try to help funding for that. I mean, heck, you could do cooking show in your, in there, in there, in a sense. A could live you? cooking show? Yeah. I guess you could. Yeah, I mean, because you could put a camera down on it, show it up on the screen. Um, I won't charge you for that. Um, call Mary. <laughs> okay. Yeah, Mary Haglund's been yeah. been getting antsy on Facebook. If you've been watching, you I can tell she's. Mary's ready to cook something. She's, so. Yeah, she's yeah. You can, yeah, she's trying to figure out her next thing. Yeah, yeah, you can already, I mean, uh, yeah, I've, I've got to call her because I wanted to ask her about somebody, but it's like, yeah, Mary's getting bored. Yeah, so, um, but uh, when, um, all right, so, but what are your focuses? Um, sustainability, I think, was, uh, I mean, you know, green, mm -hmm. so, so tell me, what are the focuses or, or, or your mission statement basically now? Well, it's hard because we're just trying to get back to where we were before we close right and that's the immediate um, immediate goal right um, you got to have some money coming in the till yeah, yeah. And, and we've been really lucky we've got some shuttered venue operating grant funding uh, and that will help us sort of rehire people because you guys weren't able to apply for what like the PPP loans like we no, were. We, we, we oh, got you were them. even as a nonprofit yep. oh that's awesome great great but, okay. the, but you have to remember the first PPP back at the very beginning mm -hmm. We got that early right. on and we had eight weeks to spend, like we literally hired everybody back just for eight weeks so that we could spend that money. Like it did, it, in the long run, it didn't really help us. It helped pay people for eight weeks, but. Exactly what was, I did. I just, even though they weren't coming into the office and working as much, I paid, I paid my staff, you know, so that they could have their job and be, you know, yeah, be it, it was, it was, that was a very stressful time, right. sort of from the PPP hole. Um, and and so the 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 goals of Aperture now as a nonprofit are what? So the goal so sustainability is one of them right. to try to not you know make our footprint on the 
world as small as it can be. So we, you know, we compost a lot of our, you know, concessions. So whatever items. I'm getting, you know, you're going to use uh, probably beer and glass bottles rather than cups or things like that. Uh, but you do serve, are you doing wine in small bottles now instead of the, the no, cups? No, we or? still do, the cups are compostable. The, there we go. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So, um, and the um, horrible, most, yeah, the horrible straw that we all hate. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, like I think only 10% of, like the candy right now is the only thing. Right. We really can't, just well, the, trash. Well, the, the paper, whatever comes in, I guess. You know? Yeah, that's what it is. They coat it right. with something. Okay. We've learned so much about Yeah. See, that's packaging. the thing that people don't realize is like, you know, you know, when I open, you know, six-year-old, seven-year-old kid now, you know, you, when you open a Christmas present, most of that stuff can't go in recycling. Mm -hmm. It's just, you know, if it's coated or things like that, I mean, it's, it's trash, which is so sad. Um, but, yeah. uh, so, um, so sustainability, yeah, we, we got and that. Yeah, then, um, and in 2019, we launched our education program. That, yeah, that's the one that I really want to hear about. And because, yeah. we, you know, the whole idea is, is serving the community more, um, especially younger, the younger population, because that's the future of moviegoers, and we need to make them feel like they want to come to the cinema. Um, and, and the future of Winston-Salem, I mean, it's, it's, you know, we've, we got to get to the kids. I mean, as, as you and I both know, I mean, we're filming one day after what happened. It's so horrible. Um, you know, we've all known someone that was there, was around it, or, or may have been the victim. Um, and it's just, uh, it's just sad. And um, is there something that, that, you know, is there something that you all can do by having kids come and watch movies and learn more about this or that? that and, and I've always known that, I mean, you guys, I mean, even when you were for profit, I think you were really always trying to help kids out. I know that's a long stretch from where we were, you know, yesterday to, to that, but I mean, what, what could yeah, have changed? Yeah, I think, um, I think films are just the best medium for, you know, to, to augment what teachers are doing in school. Right. Like, you know, you, you read a book like Romeo and Juliet, and then you can come see the, come see the film and, it, and connect to the book in a different way. And so film just does that for what you're learning in class. I think it also, nowadays, kids have access to make their own movies. Right. Much more than I did when I was a kid. And I think teaching them that they have the tools to tell stories, to sort of voice their frustrations, to, you know, they can make films and they can distribute them and they can, you know. Yeah, um, you know, I know that early on that you know when in the beginning of River Run you guys were involved and, and you were screening and they're doing some outdoor stuff now and of course you're doing some different stuff do you what what do you do you, uh, do, you do anything with School of the Arts or do you guys I mean besides probably get the phone call that says hey can, can we shoot there because we need a movie theater but, um, that doesn't happen as often they're not writing scripts about movie theaters too, I, I mean get, I wish they would write I more. get two or three a year it's like can I borrow this vacant house one was, can I use the dining room? And I'm like, oh, the people that are buying my dad's house are closing too soon. So, you know, no, we're not, you're not going to be able to do that or whatever. And um, so that's, but yeah, I, I wondered if you do, you, do you ever have anybody from there come over? Uh, we have a lot of uh, our staff, right. our students. Okay, cool. Um, and that's always been the case. And I think, I think in the long run, I'd love to have a more, um, not, a, it's not a better relationship. Symbiotic. But yeah, like we, we've, tried things over the year like a couple years we screened their shorts right i remember um, that yeah i do think we you know there's ways for us to sort of promote film more to the community right. 
Well, that's what I want. So yeah, I'm that's what I want to talk about. If that's okay, when we come back, we're going to take a break. Um, so I want to talk. I've got two questions I always ask you at the end. I want to talk about your marketing and different things you guys are doing moving forward. But before we go to break, I have something I want you to think about. My wife and I both had the flu when my daughter was about two. We let her watch Snow White. I think that was it. Or, yeah, I think it was Snow White. My daughter will not watch movies anymore. She was right in between us. We just put it on because it was Disney. So I want you to tell me what I need to do to get my daughter to watch movies. We'll be right back with more Camel City Chat after this break. Welcome back. Uh, we're uh, out here talking, and, and you know, the one you did give me a suggestion. This is Lauren with Aperture. I was talking about how my daughter really doesn't. You know, she, I, I scared the Hades out of her, and you were saying maybe maybe live action would be something. And so she's she struggles with reading a little bit, and so we've got her reading. And, and you know, last night it was so cool. She um, she had a book on tape, and she had a book. And so she's looking at the book while the ladies read, and, and you know, she's running along, which is, you know, huge progress for my daughter because yeah. um, she does struggle with reading, and she's just, but she's so freaking smart, and she's a better conversationalist than me and talks more than me, so that scares you even more. Um, and uh, you didn't have to look at the camera and nod. <laughs> um, and so then... Uh, but, you know, I guess I want to talk about marketing, and, and then I want to talk about how people can get involved. I want to talk about the, um, where you see Winston going from where it's been when you, you know, like I said, I mean, bowling ball down, down 4th Street. No one have ever would have even known if you did that at 5 o'clock at night because no one was here. And then the last one is the one that I, I, I prepped you up on, and that's, you know, what's Lauren want to be remembered for. So, well, I mean, obviously, you know, with all these things that you guys are doing, it's, you know, the goal is to get seats in the butts. Uh, or butts in the seats, and then, um, that was really good, but get butts in the seats, but then also get donors in too. So let's talk first about butts in the seats because I think that sometimes might be easier than donors. Yeah, um, yeah, butts in seats, it's, uh, the movie industry is very cyclical, so like, or seasonal, so right. um, we'll have good seasons and bad right. seasons, and it's and really also, easy to get people to come during award season. Right. Because there's films people know about and they want to so see them. And so you do that. You guys do, during award season, you guys do certain, like, and, and have done it for many years. Was it shorts? You do the shorts and stuff like that? Or what, what else? We do the Oscar-nominated shorts. Right. There's three programs. But but we typically show, over the course of the year, at least, I'd say, five to seven of the film's Best Picture nominees. And yeah. lots of, I mean, so we're showing those films. But it's just easier. A lot of them happen to come out between November and February and right. so that is the prime and also it's cold um, that's the prime those are the, our best months of the year they've always been our best months right so it's, the, it's the rest of the year that's the the more challenging time all right so I mean we you know Smitty's Notes is a sponsor of our, our and I know he loves you guys too so I, I, plug, I put I did the plug early for Smitty's Notes you, you know go to smittysnotes.com and, and uh, we're definitely going to have him uh, promote this episode and I mean, when, when you go to getting people in seats, I mean, obviously traditional is, you know, really newspaper or, or but I mean, are you doing like the Instagram and all those kind of things and then? Yeah, uh, we, we don't have a large marketing budget for right. paid. Our marketing budget goes to our newsletter costs and our website and right. everything else beyond that is, is hard to actually spend money on. So we really count on social media. And you lot. said website, tell them the website. AperturCinema.com. That's AperturCinema.com. You know, we're on Instagram and Facebook. Yeah. Um, I personally love Instagram, so that's where I'm getting I ready to learn Instagram more. My wife's been uh, on me real bad about that. that. I think that's where we have the most uh, like 
connection. People respond right. and it's more engaging and, you know. Okay. And then, um, so, uh, you do the Oscars thing. Sometimes, you know, it's like, um, you've done Rocky Horror before, right? Mm -hmm. Nope. Okay, have you done, like, uh, Wonderful Life or some of those other ones that you've done? We've done some holiday films. Okay. We did Wonderful Life for a while. We've done Elf. We try to do something sort of in December. One of the greatest holiday films of all time. Yeah, so. I love Elf. All right, so what is, oh, now you've got, now, you know it's coming now. What is your favorite film? Oh, my gosh. I'll um, give you, um, uh, by genre if you want to. So I have a favorite comedy, and then I have a, a favorite film as well, too. So what's My what's, favorite genre? No, what's your favorite film? I'm going to always say Amelie. Okay. I'm always asked that. And right. I have, you know, Amelie's a great film. It came out when I was living in New York. Um, is that the one with the young... Girl it's French. It? It's French. And Amelie is a young lady with dark hair? Mm -hmm. Okay, I, re I remember that. Okay. And I saw it at the Angelica, which is an art house cinema okay. in New York. And it's like, I fell in love with the idea I of a cinema like that. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's way long time before I saw right. Aperture, but that's always something I referred back to. Like, that's the kind of theater that I want Aperture to be like. Right. And why the name Aperture and the, what, what is that? So Aperture is part of a camera, right? right that, you know, controls the light coming in, and so that was just when we came up with the name. It was, it was what we decided, mm -hmm. and um, we worked with Elephant in the Room, a local company who specializes right. in. Right. Um, they have a really great process for, you know, presenting names. Right. And so they gave us ten choices, and apertures, you know, that stood out. Right. And then it was like, oh, like we could play with the F stop and put the slash after the A and use it in all of our branding. That's where it came from, the F stop. Now, as soon as you said that, I saw it, but I didn't know what it was before. And starting with A and the slash always means that like, we're like at the top of the alphabet, you know, list of. That's true. <laughs> kind of like the A best bug company or AAA pawn or, yeah, okay, I got you, good. So then the next thing would be, um, do you, okay, so that's one. Any other favorite films? I, I can't narrow it down. Mr. I mean, Smith I, Goes to Washington. <laughs> Love that movie. That's your, that's your. Yeah, I think that'd probably have to be my favorite. I mean, then there's another one, but, but you don't, I'll tell you that one off camera. It's, 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 a, it's a comedy and it is hilarious. But so do you, um, have you thought about doing anything with regards to, um, you know, what, uh, like your own, uh, like a little uh, festival or things like that or whatever? I, I can't say what we're doing now, but something you got something should, in the works? Yeah. And I you could think break it gonna, here. I, I told you next week I'm they're going to break it. I'm under embargo. I literally will get in trouble. Well, good luck with that. Thanks. Yeah, let us know Hopefully when it comes. Hopefully you'll know when, when it's announced. Okay. Yeah, well, of course we will. You let us know and we'll do that. Um, so I, I want to get involved in Aperture. What do I do? I mean, the easiest thing is to come see more films. Right. I mean, but I mean, I love movies. So what do so, I do? So or if I want to come you, see a bunch of films, do I buy... Do I, you got you a can, pass so we have memberships. Okay. And that is really like a benefit program. Like you pay for a membership and you get discounts every time you come. Right. So you can literally pay back your membership fairly quickly if you love films. Right. Um, and then, and then you can donate. So right. the donations go through just our operating support. Okay. So you, All right. So, so what? Well, I mean, one or we, both. So you do like an individual, family, or or, or, mm -hmm. or the different things. We have we have those sort Benefactor of basic levels, and, right. and we have higher level memberships where you can literally pay more for free admission every time. Okay, all right. And um, obviously, go to ApertureCinema.com, mm -hmm. uh, reach out to Monique, um, and uh, um, you can also rent the theaters, mm -hmm. right? 
and so they're different costs for obviously different sizes. Yeah, and we're doing a lot of out. We um, we were lucky in the middle of the pandemic. I was really missing not having our own outdoor screen, right. so I applied to for a grant from right. the Truist Foundation, and we were awarded one to buy our own outdoor. And so screen. how you're going to laugh at this? How big is your outdoor screen? Twenty-four feet. Okay, mine's two hundred inches. <laughs> No, we have, we have to get our, our trailer yeah. to carry this thing around. That's and awesome. Yeah, it's really great. That's cool. It's been really wonderful. Like, we have a screening tonight at uh, Paul Senior Botanical Garden. That's right, yeah. I, um, uh, Brooke Cashin gave me some information on that. Yeah, um, I, uh, yeah, that'll be fun. I hope you guys have and a And next time. week we're doing something I'm super excited. We're working his, with uh, Hispanic League because right. it's their fiesta time. It's coming up, yeah. Right. And we're showing a film about a um, soccer team on a soccer field in Watown. I think that's that'd the be cool. Thing, yeah. And those, I mean, those are the cool things that are going to start happening. Yeah. Um, and then also, I mean, if you, you know, you bundle that up, then, you know, you've got like a team, then people can rent you out to mm -hmm. help them out too as well. Yeah, that's nice. All right, Lauren, you've been here a long time. And I mean, you know, I know you're only like 20, but you know, you've been here a long time. Um, so when you, when you were uh, growing up in Winston, one of the things that you never did was come downtown after like five o'clock. Um, and you've seen this happen and you've seen where we are and where we're going and stuff. What do you see with Winston-Salem, where it's been, where it's going, where do you want to see it go? Um, I think I want it, I think I want it to keep moving forward. I right. think, um, I, I do think we've got a lot of development. I think we need to figure out how to get more jobs here. I think with the pandemic and, and the work at home, I think, I think you're going to see more people start to do things like maybe, um, move back home closer to mom and dad or something like that. And when they move back home closer to dad, then mom and dad, then they're here. That would be you know? great. Um, and I think, uh, you know, it's interesting. I have some friends that work at uh, the bank you mentioned a second ago. Um, and I also have some, you know, friends that work at other banks. And, and you know, they're telling them, oh, you're coming in October 1st. And it's like, oh, no, no, just wait a couple more months and yeah. stuff like that. And I, I think it's going to, you know, what my friend that my next door neighbor is doing is, is he now has it that he's got to create these centers and when he has this center, so you may live in Charlotte, but Winston-Salem's your center, you have to come up to report to that one, that center at least once a week. Yeah. And I think that that's gonna happen more and more, and people are, I mean, we're seeing it everywhere. People are, are, are moving out, suburbs and, and things like that, you know. That's what I do now, so that's, uh, you know, but it's, it is interesting to see. But it would be great for Winston-Salem to be a center. It would be, it would be. And, and actually, because he's my next door neighbor, Winston-Salem is one of the centers for this bank, so that's, that's cool. But what um where do you see Winston Salem going, or what do you what do you for the future anything? Um, I do hope that we can we can support the arts here more than we really do from a public funding standpoint. I mean, we are supposed to be the city of arts and innovation. I was I just going to say if you didn't say we it, we can be, and I think we just the arts do so much for communities, and we already have a historic. Great art First scene. Arts Council, just, all that kind of stuff. and, and We you know, need to um, promote that as a tourist destination, you know? I, I think Chad Nance was one of the first guests who said, we're the city of arts and, infra, infra, city of arts and innovation. Put your money where your mouth is. And um, so that's got to be worked on. Um, you know, uh, on, on our side of things, um, with being in real estate and, and, you know, starting to be involved you know, locally and nationally, uh, you know, we got to come up with affordable housing. And we've got a, you know, the, the, the statement that Craig Richardson, you know, confirmed is if you're born for in Winston-Salem, you're going to, you, you possibly yeah. are going to die for. How do we do that? Um, 
And I know you work with nonprofits. Uh, in the, I think you've done something with Big Brothers Big Sisters in the past, or whatever, to have kids come watch movies or different things like that. And it's so cool that you do that. Um, but uh, you know, I just I appreciate what you do, and I and and I was very excited. I just it was so funny because I was trying to get your number, and then I picked the thing up and went, "Oh my God, I have her mobile number!" And I called you out of the blue, and you're like, "Hello." I usually don't answer. My yeah, hello. And uh, especially, why would you answer a phone that you know immediately was going to be? Oh no! You caught me at a like. Yeah, was, I was it, like, I'm gonna It was perfect this time, call. and it was gonna be. You know, I should have just said, "Hey, you know, I'm, I was calling you about your car warranty." It, um, usually, that is yeah, why it, I don't answer my phone. Yeah, but so I mean, I know you care, and I really know that you. Just as I said earlier, from knowing your dad during when this was going down, I know how much you put into this building, and you're never gonna get it back out. I mean, you know, sacrifices it just can't. But you have created something that you know a buddy of mine uh, brant godfrey i mean we've come down here for lunch and gone in and seen i mean you've created something that has touched everybody and i mean you know from a simple thing of seeing a, a movie in our house in new york to you know your love of it i, I personally want to say thank you um and then uh i ask you the question what do you want to be remembered for and it doesn't have to be the end end i mean it could be uh, as you said an exit strategy you know, what, what do you what I do you think it's more, not necessarily at, like that it's possible when you work hard and you build support and you do something that's good for the community that, um, that it, it's not a scary thing that you, you can make it happen. Like I want people to see that it's possible and that you can change along the way and you can adapt and you can sort of add another theater, keep, keep moving forward. Yeah. Well, I thank you. I mean, I really, I mean, this has been enlightening. I, I've enjoyed getting to learn more about Aperture. Um, as I, you know, as I told you, I, I, I looked online, which is a great website, um, ApertureCinema.com. And, uh, you know, it, it, it was like, oh, I didn't know that. I didn't know that. I didn't know that, you know, because I just know you as friends with Katie and, um, you know, uh, different things like that. And, you know, Rince, you know, Rince is your dad. We won't say, you know, that you're his daughter because, you know, you're doing better than him. <laughs> I said that. Um, and, uh, you know, all these different things, but never knew why you started it and all that stuff. So, again, thanks. Right. Well, thanks. Sure. Always happy to talk about Aperture. Yeah. All right. So check out uh, ApertureCinema.com and, and, you know, put a, put a seat in a butt, right? Put a butt in a seat and um, check out Smitty's notes, too. And uh, thank you to Lauren Desai for uh, being here today, the curator and executive director of Aperture Cinema. We'll be back next week with more Camel City Chat.